Hello, my Geesling Legion. It is the Goose Mother, Mother Goose, me, back for another episode of Robinson's Podcast. If it's any indication of how this introduction is going to go, I just shaved, and instead of putting moisture on, moisturizer on my face like I'd intended, I started slathering these smooth cheeks with toothpaste, and it really stung. <clears throat> this is a <clears throat> my first episode with Phil Geeson, who's been one of my closest friends since high school, where we got into all sorts of mischief. And he studied neuroscience at Michigan. So he's a smart guy, and I'm hoping that he's going to join me on the West Coast soon at Stanford, where I think he's hoping to maybe get an MBA. So Phil and my relationship has, in a lot of ways, revolved around food much more since we've become adults. Like the last couple of years, it's been getting meals and yeah, mainly just getting meals and talking about them. And for this episode, we decided to do Chicago baked goods. So we went around Chicago in his beautiful new Tessie and hit up a few bakeries and each got a few things that looked good and then we went back to his place sat down with his fascinating feline friend clementine and ate all of those baked goods and then talked about them so he has a marvelous voice voice for this medium much better than mine and i hope that his dulcet tones soothe you as you listen to this episode enjoy All right, you were saying that my audio was bad. <laughs> what, wait, what were you saying was bad? No, I was, I was saying that I'd listened to the first couple of your podcasts, and you were talking about how the audio was bad. And it's not oh, bad. in my introductions? Yeah, it's really not. It's actually pretty good. No, this is pretty good, but we'll see how it turns out when this actually gets published. No, the first couple were bad because with Ethan, I forgot to turn the mic on. Oh, I see. Yeah. Anyway, so I will have already introduced this. As this is my friend Phil, uh, one of my best friends since high school, and today he's joining me to eat a bunch of Chicago baked goods. And the first thing we have, we stopped at this place <laughs> called Vanille. Do you know anything about it? I actually don't. I, okay. I, I don't know anything about it. I have, like, seen it. I didn't know that. All I thought that they had were just, like, macaroons and stuff. Yeah, I don't know anything about it either, but my mom told me that it was one of the place that we sh places that we should stop. And we got some actual like nice things to try. But first, they had this Rice Krispie treat that's made out of ruffles instead of Rice Krispies. And Phil, every time Phil and I get food, this time it was me, he always <laughs> says, oh yeah, let's get that. So we went to this place called Gramercy Tavern in New York City a couple of months ago that has this really nice tasting menu and after we finished the tasting menu he's like hey you want to get the you want to split a cheeseburger well i so from my travels and the like especially not being you know not really having to pay for it i would that would be a, a tendency of mine because if we were doing like a team dinner or something i'd say like, yeah you know let's do the whole let's just do it up and the as you take a bite and the uh the burger is what I know Gramercy Tavern for. That's the whole reason that we went. But we just decided to do the tasting menu 
first instead and just, you know, say whatever. How Take is a that? bite of this. Is it good? Yeah. So, like, I guess we should describe it for the people out there. Yeah, first of all, Robin has been trying to figure out what we should eat. Robinson. Excuse me. <laughs> no, we'll get, we'll get to t- describing it, but first. Then we went to a sushi place. What was it called? Not Nazakaya. What was the one we went to? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> and then after that, after the omakase of like 20 pieces of fish, he wanted to get a slice of pizza. But anyway, <laughs> when we were up in Neil, I saw this Ruffles Rice Krispie Treat. I'm going to say, well, all right, screw it. And what do you think? I think it's like pretty bland and flavorless. Really? Yeah, but I mean, it's, I don't think it's bland and flavorless. I mean, it tastes like, I mean, do you think a ruffle is flavorless or bland? No, I think it's like super salty. Um, Salt isn't a flavor. Is it? I wasn't going to say it's bad, though. I was just going to say it tastes like sweet, mushy potato chip. And it's good. It's good. I like it. I would never get it again, though. I'd rather eat something else. But I'm glad to have tried it. I would never get this again to eat with... Actually, I'd never get this again to eat by myself. This is like a savage, like, gigantic handful of chips. Yeah. With, like, melted marshmallows on top. It reminds me. So we were in New York City, and we went to Chinatown with his friend Kenneth. I want to shout out Kenneth somehow. Yeah, shout out my 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 non-blood brother, blood brother, Kenneth. And... He grew up in Chinatown, so he took us to this place where we got candied crabs. And they were actual crabs. They were these little crabs covered in, like, they are really dried out and covered in crystallized sugar or something. But they were so good and also tasted totally I think they're, like, like fried crab. up with sugar. I think they were fried. I think you put them in a big pan. Probably like a big wok had like caramelized sugar going and then just like cooked it down all the way. All right, I believe you, <laughs> <laughs> but they're good, they're pretty good. I've never had anything like that, anyway. So, my out of a hundred, what I'm gonna give that thing before we get into the real juicy stuff is let's make sure this is recording. It is, <laughs> um, that I'm gonna give that like a 78. I mean, it's just. Marshmallow and ruffles, but it had some novelty value. Remi- <clears throat> remind me how. Remind the me the scale like, works. Yeah, like the the bookends for the scale. Do the do they know? Yeah. Well, zero is I don't know. If zero is probably zero would probably have to be like a a rock or something like you couldn't eat. Okay. I think the worst uh, twenty five is bad, fifty is saltines, and then seventy five is good. So, if something's bad, I classify bad as, like, I just... If it's bad, I'm probably not going to take a second bite if it's, like, really that bad. So, I I think the vomit jelly bean is the worst thing I've had. That was, like, a 7 or 8 or something. But... Did it taste like vomit? It did. It tasted so much like vomit. That's, That's why gross. I couldn't do it. All right. While you're noshing on that, and you can keep talking while I'm uh, going and grabbing our second things... Uh, Go just, for just, it. Just talk. Yeah. No. So, what I was about to say was, and you'll you'll maybe 
interject here, but Robin's been trying to get me to do this podcast for a while, and I don't know what I would what we'd be talking about. And so we thought about doing centering it around food, but we couldn't figure out what type of food to do. Previously, he'd done ice cream. What did you do with Demetrius? Demetrius and I have done cookies and ice cream. Cookies and ice cream, and so this is what we were riffing off of. And, and so you wanted to do cheesecake. I did want to do cheesecake, but I'm not a big. Well, okay. Cheese. I, I'm not going to say that I'm not a big cheesecake guy. Cheesecake is actually like one of my top three foods, maybe of all time. Really? It's like my favorite. Yeah, cheesecake, fried chicken, like minestrone soup is very nostalgic to me. So that's why I keep that in my top five. Really? <clears throat> yeah. I'm writing down my score. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Um, but there aren't that many cheesecake types that we could just like easily get our hands on. So yeah. So we went to a bunch of right. So I did when I did cookies with Demetrios. Uh, Phil and I went to like five different grocery stores for me to try to find cookies, and we were also looking at cheesecakes because we thought we might do cheesecakes together. But yeah. It's hard to find anything that's not just like a whole cheesecake, and we wanted to do like a bunch of different slices. So we settled on Chicago baked goods. All right, let me interject. I, I, don't, have the, I don't have the stomach for sweets, though, like you do. So like we were in the car, and we were talking about how the funniest part of this would be me getting sick. Yeah, like, and like <laughs> so I, we'll see if that happens. That was, that was already too much for me. So Actually? Just that? No, well, not just that. But the fact that it was just like some of us are just built different. No, you are built different. It's like it's um, I don't know, man. That like sweet to salty. I could just like stop eating after. Hold that. on, hold on, hold on. All right, so we went to this place called Vanille. Shout out my mom's who suggested it. But so I don't remember what I, I have something vanilla y, but his actually was what looked best to me. I think his was also like vanilla, but covered in some orange stuff. But we're about to figure out what it is, sh- anyways. What we should have done was taken a picture of what the description yeah, was. Yeah, we should have. It's like okay. mango. Well, these are cute little chocolate things. <laughs> Wait, don't eat all of that. I want to try the dark one, too. Go for it. You ate all of yours, though. Yeah. Oh, but I guess we should describe this for all you audio people. Mine's like a. It's in like a crust cup. <laughs> I don't know what you would call it, like a tart cup. And it's got like some, it's like some nice vanilla looking thing with, I see some vanilla bean flecks and some glittery chocolate shavings on it. And Phil's looks like a, a big orange cylinder <laughs> with some shavings Co- Yeah, coconut on. shavings on the, the the bottom half. Damn, yours look good. Look, look good. there's like a gold flake on top. Yeah, that's, that's styling. All right, I'm going to go in on this. Ooh, nice. Ooh, I'm I'm salivating hard. It's like a che- it's like a cheesecake. Oh really? This thing's really vanilla. Hmm. I don't really love it. It's pretty mild. Our special guest today, by the way, is the cat Clementine, who's just <laughs> yeah. I've never seen this kind of cat before, and Phil's always telling me what what's the breed called. She's an exotic. She's an exotic short hair. That is not what that breed is called. No, seriously. Really? Well, she's got. She's one of those that has like the crazy face where it's really. What? How would you describe it? Smushed in. <clears throat> it's like the like what people say is it's. It's like the pug of cats. 
super flat face like a Persian, except instead of the long Persian hair, she's she, <laughs> she's mm-hmm. <laughs> she's got really short hair. Yeah, but so it was really striking to me because I've only seen pictures of these cats. <laughs> when I look at her from above, it just kind of looks looks like she has half a head. <laughs> like she just doesn't have a face. But she is very sweet. Yeah, she is. And she, right. like, she's just like hanging out here. I'm going to give this though like a... I'm going to give this a 79. So we'll I'm take a picture. I know we're doing a podcast, but we'll take a picture. Huh? Oh, yeah. That's really funny to me. Yeah, it is really funny. All right, try this one. Okay. I'm going to try yours. Well, why didn't you eat the... I'm going to. Oh, okay. I just wanted to let you try it. How do you feel about yours? Um, I actually like it a lot. Okay. Yeah. I hope I do too. Can you not drop... Did I? I just got this brand new couch. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, this isn't like a cheesecake. It's like eggy or something. Yours is pretty tasty, though. This is this is what I wanted. I think flavor-wise and texture-wise, that's lighter. This is thicker and heavier. I'll do one more bite of yours. That one's fruitier than you might think. Mm-hmm. I get minus seventy-nine. You gave yours a what? Um. Think. I have yours in 81. I was going to say 83. Yeah, I'm actually revising to 82. 82. Ooh. 81. So, why is minestrone nostalgic for you? Oh. Well. Your grandmother used to make it? Too? Yeah, my godmother used to make it. So, that smell is very nostalgic for me. I've never had it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily allergy. say it's anything special. What is it? Just like a tomato soup? No, it's um, the broth is chicken based, vegetables, pasta. Oh, really? Nothing crazy. Like, like honestly, nothing crazy. Maybe I'm thinking of gazpacho, which I've also never had. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't. But now you can. Now you can because you can eat tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I don't really. I, like, had- I don't really like gazpacho. I just had baked beans and Frito pie with Phil the other day for the first time. And Graham. Shout out Graham. Yeah. I mentioned this already on a podcast, but I thought baked beans were going to be bitter. So I was super surprised when they were really sweet. Uh, And then Frito pie, it's not like it's something I've been super excited about my whole life, but I saw it and I was like, what the heck? And it was pretty good. Barbecue sauce was exciting, but no, barbecue sauce was way less exciting than I thought it was. Marinara sauce, on the other hand, I think is really good, but ketchup is the best by far. Barbecue sauce is really just like a sweet, I think it's like sweet. I don't think it's as smoky, at least not Green Street. So that's where we went. We went to Green Street. Um, In Chicago. Here in Chicago, West Loop. Um, That's why I prefer their spicy barbecue sauce. It's like tangier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't really like the spice, no. and I don't like. I don't think either of us really like Carolina mustard. No. Yeah. No way. No. I don't really know what you would put on. I mean, Graham put mustard like just regular OG Heinz mustard all on the pastrami before we could even. It was eat like it. a spicy mustard or something, or 
There was some grain to it. At first, I was mortified, and then I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Hmm. Can you finish this? <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Yeah. You can do that. <laughs> Papa can do it. I can't. Papa got it. You're weak. Yeah, you can take that. All right. Give it a little a minute before we go. I'm actually... I'm, um, I'm honored to be on this podcast. I knew that Robin was doing the podcast because when I Robinson. visited Robin, <laughs> stop calling me that. All right, you're dead naming me. <laughs> I have to call him by his government name now. Hmm. When Robinson, uh, when I actually when I visited him in New York, I saw the gear out and I saw the drums. Are the drums in your in your mom's apartment? Yeah, I moved in. There. And I saw the drums and I was like, "What is going on here?" But here we are. We've come full circle. Mm-hmm. Full circle. Yeah, I've, I've been... The food ones have definitely been my favorite. I just got a text from a professor at UIC who... I think the last thing he wrote a book on was quantum gravity, which I have no <laughs> idea what that is, but we're going to talk about it. So that's very different from this. Okay. But I do wonder how these different podcasts and subjects will all cohere into one whole because there are variety type podcasts out there but they're already from established people that uh, the public knows like I mean Joe Rogan obviously has the biggest podcast and he has all sorts of people on but I'm not sure that if anyone who tunes in to hear me talk about quantum gravity also wants to tune into me subjecting my friends to lots of cheesecake and things like that. Are they related? Or what? I want to hear. I mean, I want to hear about it. I don't think I have anything to add to the conversation. But about quantum gravity? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. No, I probably don't either, but we'll see. Maybe <laughs> I will. Hmm. Oh, all right. You want to try another one? Are you ready? You need a couple minutes? You don't have any food for yourself to reset? No, I don't. I didn't even eat dinner yet. I'm only eating sweets. I had some turkey. I had to get in that protein. What's next? What's next? I don't want to say it, but I'll t- say the place. Uh, s- Molly's. Oh, okay. You know what? I think mine's a little more savory. Bring it on. Bring it on? Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to bring it. You can keep talking. Are these getting cut out? What? No. Oh. Okay. Um, well, Molly's is a cupcake place, uh, but I don't. I didn't get a cupcake. I got another cheesecake. No, you weren't supposed to say. Oh, my bad. Mm-hmm. I guess I wasn't supposed to say that. They don't know what kind of cheesecake. Yeah, but I think they'll. I think they'll understand what the um, where I'm going thematically at least. Robin and I have actually always kind of done a lot of this type of stuff, like since high school. Yeah, I'm like, it's it's kind of. I mean, this in in and of itself is nostalgic in a way. I mean, it, he and I. I mean, I don't know what Robin did all day, <laughs> but I worked. Um, <laughs> I worked, and then we went and like drove around Lincoln Park to get sweets. And that's kind of what we did in high school, except we didn't get sweets necessarily. 
We'd always go to this one place called Charlie Trotter's to go. Or actually, I'm sorry, Trotter's to go. Um, and we were like huge fans of just like eating new things. And I think that that was maybe the genesis of what I kind of saw as like, I don't know. You're becoming a exploring. foodie? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I kind of like, I don't know if I love that term. I don't love the term either, but I've, I've come to realize that it is what I am. Yeah, exactly. So like that relationship that we've had with food in general, right? And like doing this after school and then doing this now, it's actually nostalgic in a way. All right. All right. Molly's. So I have, Molly's is a, has been a Lincoln Park, Chicago mainstay probably for like 15 years. I remember right after, so I dropped out of college and then went back to college. But after I dropped out of college, I would go on, this is a, this is a nostalgic memory for me. Uh, I, I came back in like a September or October, that nice autumnal time of year. And when my sister Blake would get home from high school, we would like go on a walk down Broadway and I would just get treats at various places because that was how I was medicating I guess and I would go to Sweet Mandy B's and get a cupcake I mean not Sweet Mandy B's I would go to Molly's because it's on Broadway actually is that Clark I think it turns into Clark right yeah all right so it's on Clark but anyway same thing but so it's a she's the cupcake queen I think she won cupcake wars at some point but I got one that I've never gotten before white chocolate chocolate raspberry is typically one of my favorite dessert profiles. So I got their white chocolate raspberry. Wasn't there I, a white chocolate raspberry mousse at Trotter's? There, I had them special make it once for me. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, re- I I remember this now. I remember this now. But I wanted to get the creme brulee cupcake there, but it didn't have frosting on it. And when I tried to bribe them into putting frosting on it, they said they could not do that. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And then Phil got a cheesecake with pecans and some chocolate it's and caramel cheesecake. on it. Yeah, that's one way of saying it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try this this puppy now. She is feeling nice and juicy. I can tell she's filled with something. Got some raspberry goodness leaking out that bottom. All right. Ah. I mean, there's there's like there are too many pecans on here. Yeah, that's a lot of pecans. Yeah. This is awesome, though. This is perfect. I enjoy it, though. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I mean, maybe I should just take it out. This cupcake is exactly what I wanted. You mean the, the creme brulee cupcake? Yeah, it doesn't have frosting it's on it. It's breaking, though. But it has Big the, uh, it has, like, the creme brulee top. That's why I think it's so good, but, you know. All right, I'm going to teach there. For all of you watching, this is going to be ugly, but I'm going to try to cut fill a bite out of my hand as I'm eating it. Okay. Yeah, I don't really like Phil, that's your bite on my floor. I, I don't really like cake in general. People are very surprised to hear that. It's very surprising. Like, like Magic Mike, I'm a cookie guy. You ever see that movie? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a cookie guy. I don't want to get into anything <laughs> too explicit here. Okay, yeah, I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. I like Magic Mike. I learned a lot about dancing from that, and probably not enough. But I did too. Did you? I'll ask one question, and we can we can bury it. Did you practice any moves? 
bury it. I would, um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. So I'm going to take it to mean, did I practice any dancing moves? That's exactly what I meant. That's yeah. only what I meant. Oh, did I practice it? Why couldn't we talk about that? I, hmm. So you don't want to talk about Magic Mike? Oh, well, no, that's not what I meant. I don't remember if I practiced any moves, but I really liked that song Pony by Genuine afterwards. Is that the first time you've heard Pony? No, I probably heard it elsewhere, but that's why I love that song now. That's a good, yeah, that's a good, it's a classic. Yeah. All right, I did mine very quick. How's yours? Um, oh, I need to rate mine. Let me rate mine. I'm going to give mine. I said it was exactly what I wanted, but I think that was a little bit premature. It was very tasty, but my biggest gripe with Molly's is with the frosting because it's pretty light and whipped, whereas I like a, a very dense frosting. And I'm going to give that cupcake, though, because it did have the flavor that I wanted it to be. And 86. How's your cheesecake? Let me try this puppy. Alright. Um, I like it. I think it needs more like chocolate and caramel and stuff. Super heavy on the nuts. Super heavy on the graham flavor. Big time. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is actually good. I think they balance themselves out. Um, I get a lot of chocolate. Not much caramel, though. It doesn't really come off as much as a cheesecake as it is like a pecan, like, pie featuring cheesecake. Yeah. It's real intense, though. It's intense. It's intense, for sure. Try try the cupcake. (laughs) Alright. I get some caramel. Kind of tastes like caramel corn, in a way. I wish I would have eaten this first. Yeah. Before that. I can't taste anything. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons Robin even brought up this podcast while I was in New York was because we were eating at all these places. And we had this, like, conversation, actually mostly, like, at the sushi place, about, like, flavors that balance. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Like, you're, I was going to say, you taught me about balance, and that is not balanced. But it's still <laughs> really good. It's only really good because it's, it's got the magic ingredients of, like, fat and salt and sugar, and it's really sweet. So I like that, but it's not optimal. Yeah. Have you seen that Netflix series? It's like salt, fat, acid, heat. Mm-mm. It's, sim- it's like, the concept is similar. It's like finding that balance in, in cooking, essentially. But go back to when we were talking about flavors that balance each other at the sushi place. Yeah, yeah. I think each. So this is this is what this is kind of what we we had planned was. Yeah, where we're gonna go to like a couple different restaurants, but like Robin's dietary restrictions have kind of eased up a little Robinson. bit. Robinson. <laughs> I apologize. I haven't gone by Robin since I was like thirteen. Yeah, but I've always known you as Robin since I first met you. And that was when we were like 14 or 15. Right. Anyhow, Robinson's. Also, my mom knows he was Robin. Okay. <laughs> that changes everything. Uh, but, um, yeah, we were going to do a couple different restaurants and stuff like that. And we were like celebrating, generally. Like, I'd gotten a new job type thing. And we were like, you know, let's, let's hang out. Let's, like, you're going to be in the city for like two more months, max. 
New York City is one of the places I love so much. Let's eat out. So we did. We went a little bit overboard. We started at Gramercy, and we kind of got we like kind of understood the 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 concept of balance within each dish, and then throughout the entire like coursing of a menu. But I think that was more apparent, like that concept was more apparent in sushi because you'd also had never had sushi before, right? And um, sushi is at face value just like fish and rice. But when you like really peel back the layers and understand the complexity and also then understand well-executed sushi and why it's so expensive and why it's like prepared in a certain way, then you understand, oh, like a course of 20 different fish pieces or like groupings of three or four within a, within a coursing are like done this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was big with the omakase. Yes, that's, I guess that's even bigger. Like, we didn't order a la carte, we did an omakase, which was... And you explained that to me, though, as the way that they bring them out one at a time as, like, a symphony. And that was quite fascinating, because as we were going through it, we were guessing, like, what they were going to do and why they were doing certain things, and there were surprising things. So you're, in the omakase, you're not supposed to add the wasabi yourself right they do it and i remember they brought out like one flight of fish and each piece was slightly more spicy than the last but you couldn't tell because they'd hidden the level of spice underneath the fish and above the rice or the texture of the fish was different or even like how heavy and like dense the fish was too right yeah but then eel was like the greatest thing ever so <laughs> occasion a couple of times we had two of something did we have two of the the crab because the mm-hmm. crab was the best no i i told you not to because we were like the crab was we got a soft shell crab um and that was an appetizer before the sushi and i said like don't do that anymore because we're just going to eat the actual sushi yeah yeah but the crab was so good but then we we did run it back on some eel, which eel tasted unlike anything I'd ever tasted before. It almost it almost didn't taste like meat. It tasted like sweet buns, and that was not what I expected. And then they brought us like three different types of eels. They brought us eel from Japan, eel from the East Coast, and eel from the West Coast. And I don't know what those eel are doing, but they they taste different depending on where you get them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was, like, regular, just, like, whatever eel. Yeah, and then there was, like, traditionally when you have eel in a sushi restaurant, there's usually that, like, sauce on the top. Give one more bite of this. Yeah, dude. I mean, honestly, you can eat it all. No, I don't want it all. <laughs> um, but one of the pieces that we had didn't have that and was just naturally sweet and almost tasted like a sweet potato. That's, that's what I thought of it as. It tasted like a sweet potato. Yeah, that's fair, too. Which is crazy. So, even if you weren't, like, a huge sushi person, and I know that Robinson isn't, um, I I at least saw it for him as, like, a transcendental experience. I always think it's funny, or, like, not funny, but I always think it's interesting to All watch. Right, I can finish it. Well, yeah, please. I always think it's funny to watch someone experience something that you've experienced many times for the first time. So, that was, like, that was entertaining for me, but... 
I mean, was it transcendental? Yes or no? It was. It was definitely transformational. I definitely saw food very differently after it. Nice, nice. That was. I don't know Cheesecake's if I'm getting an eighty-eight from me. You like it that much? Yeah, I like it that much. Yeah. But uh, it made me see food differently in that. I'll compare it to fine art. Yeah. So when you go to the Art Institute, everybody wants to look at the pretty Monet's or the Van Gogh's right. because they're like so catchy and have bright colors and things like that. And there's a parallel for me to like sweet food. In that I can, I just like crave it, and it's really simple. I'm not saying that Monet or Van Gogh are simple, but it doesn't take a lot to appreciate it. And at least in the case of like these sweets that we've had, there's there's no real subtlety to it. But that's not that. That's not all. Food is just the way that being pretty is not all there is to art, and. There are, I mean, lots of people aren't so interested in, in, I mean, people like the Mona Lisa, but most people who go to an art museum aren't paying attention to the details or like the brush strokes in some random painting of a bookcase from the 1500s. Right. But in the same way, when you go to a sushi restaurant like that, it's not like I thought that I, I mean I probably would have thought that a McDonald's cheeseburger just tastes better on a very simple level than every piece of sushi we had but with each piece of sushi it seemed like I was being told like a different story about the ocean or, <laughs> or, or something like that but it did it made me look at, at food as more than just like pure mouth pleasure Though, obviously, as I'm picking through, like, the bites of crust you left on your plate, I'm, I still like that uh, meaningless or one-dimensional mouth pleasure. Which is fair. I mean, you need, uh, it's good to have both in your life. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? It's not always black and white either. But, like, for some people... I'm making a huge generalization, but some people don't really even get to, like, understand what that is. What that, like, what that um, appreciation is. And I'm not pontificating and saying that I know all the way either. But it's, like, to at least look at food differently and look at, let's say, let's say, like, a one Michelin star restaurant and also, like, a greasy spoon, basically. And understand the utility that they both serve but also understand and appreciate why they're made the way they're made that's that's good i think that's good yeah so i see it differently too do you ever like fancy desserts um fancy in what way like they look fancy or like well the, the vanilla ones looked fancy but if i look at my scores right now like i gave the vanilla ones 81 and 82, but I gave the cupcake and cheesecake that cost half as much, 86 and 88. Like, when I go to a really fancy restaurant, 
and they have like a $15 dessert or something or a $20 dessert, I would almost always rather have like a $5 pint of ice cream. Mm-hmm. Why? Maybe it just has to do with sweet food, but with sweet food in general, I'm less interested in the in nuances and subtlety than just something that really tastes good. I feel you. Um, you know, I see. I see like fancy desserts usually coming from like quote unquote fancy places, right? And by then, if you think about like. Like, you don't go to a fancy place and order dessert first. I mean, you can, but um, it's not really why you're there, right? <clears throat> I see those desserts as, like, serving a particular purpose where, yes, they're desserts and, yes, they're sweet, but they, they're still executed in a certain way and they're still light enough that they don't overpower the rest of the meal that preceded it. Like, preceded it. So, like... I, I, I count on like I kinda like count on one hand it's like how many like incredible desserts I've had. One was one's a t- kind of going along with that same concept. One was at this restaurant called Parachute, which is like Korean fusion oh, type yeah. of restaurant here. Demetrios was gonna go, but I guess after the pandemic they totally changed their menu and it's really unappealing now. I think or their something. I think their menu changes quite a lot because mm-hmm. when I went there for the first time they had this like this is maybe the most angelic thing I've ever had, but angelic. it was, it was a, it was like a Korean pear cheesecake. That's intense. Um, but it wasn't super intense flavor wise. It had all the like subtle notes and stuff like that, and um, it looked like a gigantic puff ball. Like it was small. Well, okay, I said gigantic puff ball, but then I said small. But it's like, it was just like a mound. And then it had like kind of like toasted rice, just a, like a few grains of toasted rice on top that gave it the crunch that like um, like the graham cracker crust would have given a regular cheesecake. And that was so incredible. It was super light. And even though I do think about that more than the rest of the meal, it didn't like overpower the rest of the meal. It wasn't like hey, you come here for the freaking cheesecake. No, you come here for the whole like experience. You come here for the food in general. You come here to like appreciate the execution. Yeah, I, I definitely see what you're saying. It's like when you go to one of my favorite desserts in Chicago, because Demetrios just asked our group chat that recently, is at pretty much all the deep dish places, they have a, a deep dish cookie pizza. And I like them in particular from Lou Malnati's and Douay's. Pizzeria Douay is my go-to spot. But somehow, I don't know what it is, but when they make a cookie in a deep dish pan, it's just like the they're easily the best chocolate chip cookies ever. I don't know why. But when you get that one, there, there aren't any nuances or subtleties to it. It's just a chocolate yeah. chip cookie. And... Well, a key, you can't drown out deep dish pizza, for one. That's true. The way that you could, like, a, a subtle Korean dinner. But you're not getting that dessert because you're trying to admire their execution. You're just trying to t- 
top it off with some something delicious. And that's my interpretation of like, so that's actually my interpretation of like what Royster used to have on the menu. Royster is an Alinea restaurant. Um, it's much more casual. Uh, they, they've got a Michelin star too, don't get me wrong, but it's just because they're tied to the Alinea name. How many mean, does Alan, Alinea have? Three? They have three. And that's the most. Next has, yeah. And then next is also, uh, they have two. Oh, really? They did yeah. get three? Is Grant Ashitz or Ackett's the lead chef of both? Mm-hmm. He's also been at Royster. We've se- I've seen him, like, we've, not only that I've been, like, we've been there, we've seen him cook in the Royster kitchen. So and I wonder why one would have three stars and then the other ones would have less if he's behind, behind everything. It's the, I don't know. Some people would interpret it a certain way. I, for for me, at least the way that I see it from my from my seat, and that's just like essentially like a just a regular casual diner. Um, three star restaurants kind of embody something cert- like very exact. Um, I think, at least for my, what do you mean by exact? I don't know. Like there, like everything at the restaurant is exact. Well, the execution is like... Or they meet some particular criteria that the Michelin Guide has set e- out. Execution is flawless. What I used to, uh, what I used to feel about a cer- like certain groups of Michelin restaurants, at least that I've been to, are that they adhere so, like... They adhere, maybe even loosely, to like the European ideal of what a good kind of meal is, essentially. Um... I'm not sure that I can just like articulate that on the spot. Was do you remember if so the when we were in high school I got to go to Charlie Trotter's twice yeah. for free. Right. Was that a three star restaurant? Dude, I think so. Yeah, I believe it. Just I think it was. It took no restaurant I've ever been to since has compared to it, not just in terms of the food, but in terms of the execution. Like or just right. the way the table was set, the attention that you got from the the servers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to go because I like did well on the SAT, and <laughs> and then once because the girls' soccer team won city, and they got to go, but they scheduled a game that day, so the boys' soccer team got to go, which was just awesome. But they they just so we got to go before the restaurant even opened, and each course was served by a different chef. And the chef would, it was called like their excellence program. Oh, that's really cool. And the chef would like tell us what excellent, excellence meant to them. And apparently Charlie Trotter, it was called the excellence program because he didn't believe in perfection. He believed in excellence because he didn't think that perfection was attainable, but you could keep getting more and more excellent. So you didn't want to ever think there was a ceiling to how good you could be. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. One of my pet peeves is when people say they're perfectionist. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I'm not a perfectionist. I half-ass most things. Well, I, I think I think I just find it ironic mostly that those who say they're perfectionists are imperfect. Yeah. Mm. But hey, all, all of us are. But yeah, so like the way they would set the table, the way they would come by with like a new bread between every course at just the right temperature and like serve it to you perfectly. Yeah. The way that every table looked exactly the same. One of the funny things that uh, 
that experience was when we went for the SATs. Gabe Popich was there. Uh, shout out Gabe. And the head of our high school program, Mary Endotuki. Shout out Mary Endotuki. Shout uh, out. When we left the restaurant, Gabe like opened up his pockets and was like, how many of you, how much silverware <laughs> did you guys get? <laughs> and Miss Tookie was like freaking out and like had him empty his pockets and stuff. And of course he didn't actually have any silverware, but they had some nice silverware. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Every, every, every plate or every meal, every course served, well, obviously on a different plate, but on really fine different chinas yeah. and one thing like there was a tomato dish that i couldn't eat and they brought me like my own special course that was completely different i still remember it it was like served on something that almost looked like a mahogany cutting board or something uh-huh. and it was garnished with like all sorts of edible flowers and it was, wow yeah that's incredible yeah it was that awesome. must have been awesome because like you're just like some High school, kid. high school kid, and they just like bring out a specially made dish, one yeah. of one. Yeah, yeah. But also, none of us could really appreciate it. I mean, I still have the That's menus because they printed us like special menus. But it would be a different. I mean, in a way, I couldn't appreciate it, but in a way, I also appreciated it way more than I would appreciate it now. Yeah, because back then I couldn't have like afforded anything like that. Oh, that's true. I mean, like, going back to that, like, what what sets, like, the standards apart, I guess, is... Yeah, and, and, like, some restaurants just don't seek to have extremely high... Well, okay, not extremely high standards, but they don't seek to execute at that high standard every single day for every single person, for every single dish. They, right. just, they just seek to make good food that people like, that's palatable. And that's why there are those, I guess, those different grades. Royster, on the other hand is like, as I was saying, is a lot more casual. It's the most casual of the Alinea restaurants, I would say. Um, they're known for like their fried chicken. They're known for like... Oh, really? Yeah. How much is like a fried chicken there? I think, I think it's like... <clears throat> it, okay, so it used to be called Chicken Three Ways. The restaurant or the dish? No, the dish. And it was chicken... It was like a buttermilk fried chicken. Incredible. It was like a... It was like a sous vide bread, like grilled type poach type chicken that was like the juiciest chicken you can ever imagine. And then it was like the best chicken salad that you could ever have. I don't know if I've ever, I mean, I've had salad with chicken on it. You and I have been getting Caesar salads with chicken while I've been back, but I've never, I don't know what chicken salad is. It's like, at its root, it's like (laughs) chicken, um, like mayo. Lettuce. Okay, so it's sort of. Okay, it's like, but it's it's like a it's like tuna salad. Okay, I've never had that either. I don't think. But you know what? It, you, you know. Yeah, what, yeah. yeah but like, I, when you have, like when someone has a tuna salad sandwich, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like that except with chicken. Now it's just like took it chicken two ways. It's it's that like broiled chicken with the. They got rid of one chicken. of the ways. They did. Which but, is, but how much is that at Royster? Because I imagine that a dinner at Al- Alinea is like six hundred bucks probably. A neighborhood of forty dollars. Okay, so it's like a main entree that's... For a Michelin star restaurant, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't eat the whole chicken as... I mean, maybe you would. Yeah, I would. Yeah. You you could eat it by yourself, but it would be 40 bucks. Um, Anyway, long-winded story. They're known... They were known for... Actually, I don't know if it's still on the menu. uh, Foie gras. You know foie gras, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
uh, Snickers bar that was instead of the nougat was foie gras. Was there chocolate? Yeah. That's ridiculous. It was. I've had. We've had it before. I've had it before. I've had it actually maybe twice. The most intense fancy dessert I've ever had. Yeah. That really that just seems like very original is like the is the first is the first example that I can think of that just like obliterates whatever I said earlier about overshadowing the other previous parts of the dinner. That was so in your face, in, insane, but um, it kind of just goes with their theme of the restaurant. It's a cool spot. I'm not going to comment on your eating foie gras, but... <laughs> I think they took it off. I think they took it off. But it was... I don't know. I, I can't remember how controversial it was, but the fact that it was still the size of a regular Snickers bar and was that much foie gras, that was like... I don't like foie gras like that. That gave me a headache. It was so rich. It was the richest thing I've ever eaten in my life. That's intense. Yeah. So like that with like good chocolate and like whatever else they put in it. I'm trying to think of what other good meals I've been... I mean, I don't, I've definitely never gone to another three-star restaurant. I've probably never gone to another two-star restaurant. I think Charlie Trotter's is the only, like, real fancy restaurant I've ever been to. Well, we went to Morea, and I can't remember how many they have. I think it's just one. The sushi restaurant we, ha- we went to was also one, I believe. Morea was very good. Morea was good. Yeah. All right. You want to go for the last yeah, round? Yeah, let's do the last All one. right. I'll let you keep talking about something while I get the All last right. round. Well, I, I, I definitely don't have a sweet tooth like you do. Yeah. But I, I'm proud of myself so far. I can get a little. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, I'm, this this couch is like so scary to mess up, but we're chilling. Keep talking. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. My cat is actually looking at him because she she kind of likes human food. So I don't know. She's. It's weird that cats like dairy so much, though. You know. Does your cat like dairy? You've never have you you've given your cat yogurt before? Yeah. You know what's bizarre is that cats cannot taste sweetness. Can't taste sweetness? Yeah. Don't talk to me. Okay. <laughs> I won't talk to you. <laughs> I will I will add though that like I'm no expert on food. I just I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan. So um I don't know. I mean, like, I, I like to watch food shows and stuff like that. But my interpretation could be so off. The last thing I would want is someone to just, like, explain w- w- <laughs> what my interpretation should be. No. <laughs> I'm more so, like, I'm more so worried about what this is going to be like. These are the last ones, right? Yep. Cool. All right. All right. Got our final treats of the evening. And I had this was this one was at Sweet Mandy B's and I've definitely been going there forever. Whenever we would have like family families over for dinner or something, my mom would get a key lime pie there. And then we'd also occasionally get their cupcakes. Now, they have, to my mind, the best frosting because they just have 
straight old buttercream. And so I got, I usually actually don't even get their baked goods. I'll just get frosting shots and eat the frosting. Uh-huh. But then sometimes lately I've been getting these, uh, well, I guess, what were they calling them? Like sweet pie cookies or something where it's two sugar cookies with frosting inside and then frosting on top. And I think that's just absolutely perfect. Uh, but I wanted to get something I haven't had before, and that is this. So I have a slice of Funfetti cake with vanilla buttercream, and Phil got a magic bar. I've never had a magic bar. Um, I don't know what's in it. I see. I think I see peanut butter. I think I see coconut. She told me there's walnuts and pecans on it. Are you allergic to any of these? No. All right, cool. All right, so I'm digging into this. We're in business. Oh, yeah. Good thing I saved this one for last. (laughs) The strategy was to have the least sweet things first and the sweetest things last so as not to totally overpower ourselves, overpower us. And this frosting is just intense. But it's awesome. How's yours? Um, you know what? I like it. I would have actually rather started with this. Really? Yeah. Why? It's got an interesting mix of textures. I guess the cheesecake was too. But um, it's so heavy on the nuts. Hmm. It's crazy, but I could tap out right now. I'm not going to. So how do you how do you eat? How do you consume so much like so many sweet things in a day? What do you mean? Like I don't know anybody else that eats as much candy as you. Did you have candy today too? Yeah, but I don't know what you mean by how. (laughs) And why would I just said? I think for for the normal person, not that you're abnormal, sorry. For the average person, because mm-hmm. you're not average, that's for sure, my guy. Thanks. <laughs> All right, keep asking me your um, question. I'm gonna get more water. Eating this eating this much sugar in one day like makes people sick. Like it like could make you dizzy. Huge sugar crashes. I mean, if I eat a lot of sugar, I like I just feel physically sick. Not like not to the point of vomiting or anything like that, but um, I don't feel good. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm like. I'm always like in awe of you by just like being able to eat this much or these many sweets, this much sugar, and, and like just chill on it. Like I want regular food right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty fine. I would have rather spaced this out throughout the day, but then it wouldn't have been a problem at all. But hold on, let me get a bite of yours before I get too intense on mine. Let's see how this. I'd reckon that your cake is like more sweet than this, but this is pretty intense. I don't. I wouldn't eat this by myself either. Yeah, that's super intense. Did I just get all the intense things? Hmm? Did I just get all the intense things? 
You mean today? Yeah. Let's try this cake. That's really intense. It's like too much almost. Yeah. I actually like it. I mean, I think the flavors are great. All right, let's see what's up with this frosting. I don't love coconut. I don't love the nuts too much. I've lost my phone. I wonder where it is. Am I sitting on it? That's a good cake. Yeah, it is a good cake. I'll give that. I'll give that a good cake. That's a good cake. Yeah. What happened that might be phone? one of the best cakes I've ever had. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm happy to hear that. Hmm. Well, I'm going to... Why do you say that you dislike cake? Um... I think too many things can go easily wrong with cake. If you have a cake that's too dry, it's like not even appetizing. Hmm. Um, I like moist cakes. I don't like wet cakes that much. Except Tres Leches is pretty good, but even then, it's too like spongy for me. I don't like I don't like that mouth feel. Yeah, I hear what you're saying though. I mean, this is pretty. It's moist, but it's not wet. I think a dense cake is good. Mm-hmm. But that's because I think the mouth feels like I, I don't know Tighter Because <laughs> it's not as airy and like fluffy I don't love This cake I just love the frosting So even though The woman behind the counter said that She Preferred that to the cookies I way prefer Like I gave the cookies a 98 But I'd give that like a mm, 89 probably and your bar, I'd probably give like an 83. That's high. For that. I mean, it's super sweet, and I like the crust, but it's not ideal. But dang, I am feeling it. Really? Yeah, I'm definitely feeling it. I mean, that cake is intense. That's a lot of intense. frosting. Um, I'm finishing it, but I'm, I'm slowing down for a minute. I feel... Are you finishing it because you feel like you have to, or because of yeah. the... Okay. <laughs> It's not just for the... Is this, this is technically a mukbang. This is a mukbang. We're yeah. mukbanging each other. Hey. So I have to finish that. Oof. No, I, I would finish it ordinarily. I think I would just take it home and eat it later. But I'm going to give it a few minutes. No, lately, I, I well, not lately, but a couple months ago, I was watching when I was like dieting pretty heavily. I was watching videos where Eric the Electric was the channel where he would eat copious amounts of food. Like he would uh, get every cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory and eat them or he'd buy everything Oreo at Walmart and eat it. Was he a competitive eater? Yeah. And when I'm dieting, it's like, oh man, eating 30,000 calories of Oreo sounds great. But once we have like 2,000 calories of cake, it's like I'm dying. I don't want to eat it anymore. But I'm doing another one of these tomorrow. Just save it, dude. Hell no. No, I'm doing another one tomorrow with a friend of mine. We're doing snack cakes. Do you like leftovers? I don't really like leftovers. Yeah, I like leftovers. Depends on what it is. So you do like actually save food? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, I mean, if I buy a whole pizza... I'm not going to eat it all right then. You know, that would have been a good one. Is like, 
I actually think the the true draw of pizza places is understanding how good their sauce is and how much they lay it down. Art of pizza, in my opinion, is like a sweet sauce. Yeah, my dad and I were just talking about that place, and I haven't had their sauce, but he's been there a few times, and I, and I know you like it a lot, and some other people we know like it a lot, but he just ain't about it. I think it would be interesting, though, because you're... How many months in the eating tomatoes? Like four, maybe. Really? Five. Okay. I mean, still, pretty new, right? Um, yeah, because I only... I don't eat them that often. Yeah, right, exactly. So, maybe you would be able to taste subtleties in the pizza sauces of different places. Easier than, like, the average person does. Because we've eaten pizza so much. Like it's my superpower or something? It might be. It could be. That would have been a great one. Sauce taster? Yeah, because it's not well, about... I mean, when, you go to, when you're in New York and you have, like, a margarita slice or something like that. Yeah. What stands out the most? Kind of the sauce, right? Oh, definitely. It's not the cheese. Well, the sauce is always what's standing out for me the most because it's just different from the white pizza I've had my entire life. Do you ever, like, so you never do, like, a sausage pizza or... No, even if I get a sausage pizza, but, I mean, I'm still tasting the sauce more than anything because that's, like, the thing that doesn't belong. Interesting. Are you feeling full? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What are you going to eat after this? I actually would love, I would have loved to have a pizza. After this? Yeah. Should we order one? No. Well, you can order one. I'm not going to have any. Whew. But I'm still I'm still going to finish that. You want another bite? I'm good, my friend. All right. You have to finish yours, too, though. No, I can't. <laughs> All right. This is... It's just funny, because Robin actually sent me a couple ice creams. Actually, he sent me a six-pack of... Was it a six or an eight-pack of ice cream? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, a couple months ago and um that's like a, a two days of work for robinson but it's i still have three more pints in the fridge <laughs> well this was i think this was like april maybe maybe even I think earlier you, yeah i think you sent them to me well i am this is rough q1 for for reference this is we're currently in august <laughs> you have to take one more bite of mine if you're not going to finish yours all right, fine. <laughs> I'm glad that, that that worked. Oh, come on. That's a bite. For uh, an ant. <laughs> it is good frosting. Yeah, it's really good frosting. Oof. You know, like, really thick and heavy frosting? I don't like that. Oh, I like that. That's what it looks like, though. That's thick like really, and heavy frosting. It was, like, really light. No, it's not. I've had thicker, like like <clears throat> almost tastes like mud, like like I don't like that's a consistency. Okay. Oof. Oof. <laughs> How? Yeah, that cake. The other ones like didn't do. I mean, the other ones didn't do a number on me, but oof, this one's doing a number on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what are? Your final thoughts after this this mukbang? This was uh, this was extravagant. It was real extravagant. It was pretty much what I anticipated. My my assessment though of this podcast was, I mean, so I've done multiples with a number of people, 
And each time they get better because the first time it's always like, uh, it's a little awkward. But something that I didn't realize you and I were doing until like halfway through was that we were like talking to the camera instead of each other. Whereas, uh huh, like the conversation flows better when we're talking to each other. So then once you and I started talking about the different restaurants, uh, it got more interesting. But maybe we'll do another food one before I go. I mean, what my my sticking point from this is it's just like the nostalgia. Been doing this since we were like fifteen, yeah, or fourteen, or fourteen, literally. So. Oh god! All right, all right. I did it. Do you have any more water left? I mean, do you have any more water in there? No, like a drop. <laughs> oh. I don't want to get up yet. But what are your final thoughts on the desserts? Good. I think I come away more like understanding our relationship to food. <laughs> after from this podcast yeah. and then also like our relationship as it is told through like the eyes of what we eat essentially tell me more about this <laughs> well you know what no honestly though um we had this conversation maybe a year or two ago where every time our our group of high school friends would get together i like don't really like thinking about high school that much not because i had it negative experience at all i had a really positive one actually um but because i just like i just don't care as much anymore but i think like in the past couple of years like we've also kind of centered it around food and like dinner and like what that means to eat socially whether they be like dinner like full-on dinners or like desserts and um well most of the time we've been hanging out it's been just for dinner that's true that's true have we done dessert before? I mean, like no, because I'm not a big dessert guy. Yeah, yeah, but it's, but it's actually like this is like a good lens to see things through because I like 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 I said I just don't, I don't know I don't know, like like every time we'd get together and talk about high school it'd be like a bingo card. What do you mean? Uh, not with not within us, but, but like. What do you mean by a bingo card? Like we'd hit the same like. Oh, you were like crossing off the same. Yeah, thing. You like I that? see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little slow. Yeah, but this is just like, this is more, I don't know. It's nostalgic in a way. It's, I see what you're saying. It's yeah. nostalgic in a better way. Yeah. Without having to bring out specific memories, it's just, it still brings you back to a, a time and place. Yeah, could. Mm-hmm. You just had to say that. No. Could. No. Excited to say that. Yeah, could. Mm-hmm. No, but this is, that's why I see it this way. But no, for me though, as far as just the food went, this was way too much. And it didn't seem it didn't seem like that much to me when we were buying it, but that and but the, if I had just gotten like a cupcake or a cookie or something, it would have been fine. But that slice of cake was so intense. Oh my gosh! Like, I don't I don't know how to describe the feeling of eating too much sugar, but for me, it's like something fuzzy, mm. and it's like there's something fuzzy and radiating outward from my stomach with like hot and uncomfortable <laughs> energy interesting you know i've heard like therapists say that like when you eat too much it's the sensation of like warm food in your body that makes you feel like comforted you heard that before 
I believe it. Yeah, maybe it's something like that. No, but this isn't a good feeling. <laughs> I what I will say though is that had we had we gotten like I don't know. There were a lot of things that were kind of like the same. Like cupcakes everywhere we went. Like cakes, little cakes everywhere we went. So I'm at least glad that we had textural diversity. <laughs> we had nuts, we had like frostings, we had like chocolate chips. Etc. That helps, I think. Yeah, you got some more textural things than I did. Whew. It's funny, though, that at the end of this, even though I gave it the lowest score, I think, of, of anything I had, let's see. This magic bar? No. <laughs> the, the Ruffles... <laughs> Rice Krispie Treat. It was like the thing that I ultimately enjoyed the most, but I think that's just because I had it first before I started like so you're gradually saying, feeling sick. Really? So that you're saying then that if you had this super intense cake first, I would have liked it more for sure. Really? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Because the ruffles. I, I mean, I was waiting all day for this. But that would have ruined everything else. Oh yeah, for sure. But. In a situation, the hypothetical universe in which we did this, and I only had one object, it would have been that. But I think that we still hit the order right for me. It's it's funny, though, that like the ice cream podcasts are so much easier. The ice cream goes down so much easier than like this, even if it's more calories. And I think it's because the ice cream is largely liquid. It probably just like sits in you easier. But like when Demetrios and I did cookies, that was brutal. This is more... Stomach has to work more to digest this. Yeah. I haven't done a savory food yet. I'm not sure how or... Oh, well, I'm going to do cup noodle or instant noodles this weekend. With whom? Uh, a friend Host. of mine from college that you don't know. He's a doctor now. But I would like to do pizza. I mean, those are things that I've thought of. But one thing with dessert... Or these prepackaged foods is that, like the snack cakes or the ice cream, is that they don't have to be hot. And mm. I, so when you open a pint of ice cream or we have this, they're served the way that they're meant to be served. Uh -huh. But it feels kind of unfair to like go to three different pizza places and then keep them like warm in the oven and then eat them when they're not at their peak goodness anymore. But one thing that oh, I was thinking true. about was doing like frozen entrees from like the frozen aisle <laughs> like name brand because i mean i love the frozen white castle cheeseburgers those are the best yeah, those things are so good you've been pretty good with the mic i i don't i don't know how good i've been but lots of people are not good with the mic i'm um i've had experience not on podcasts but people always ask me to do like public speaking oh so you and i'm just like you have a mic yeah yeah, I, and this would this setup works well if you're sitting at a table, but I need to get like some standing tripods. I mean, the kitchen island would have been great. That was actually what I was first envisioning. Yeah, the kitchen island would have been good, but you didn't suggest it, and I probably would have said no anyway. So. Yeah, I mean, these we've got these lamps to contend with visually. Also, the lighting's not as good. Yeah, I, I wonder how the lighting is now after all of this, after like the sun has been setting probably awesome yeah. we probably look hot yeah. dreamy mm -hmm. 
Oh, you never changed, but I like your shorts. And we've got the same, like, color scheme going. Thanks. Oh, okay. Any final thoughts? Uh, this probably wasn't as deep as Hames podcast, but it's still good. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Phil. We'll, we'll do this again. Thanks. With some other food. Thanks, buddy. All right.